Well, welcome to another episode of Transistor Radio. Uh, it's Doug, John, and Dylan here, and uh, we're going to talk about a variety of topics this week. Um, so, I don't know, introduce you guys all, uh, introduce yourselves, guys, or we could just get into it if anyone has a, a place we want to start. All right, let's just go for it, man. Um, uh, Alrighty, John. So for today's today's episode, we, I wanted to start off with pretty much the like biggest change that's happened over the year, which is like the most hated billionaire is now the most loved billionaire, right? I don't know if you're on Twitter too much. You know, you're you're usually a little bit more reserved from the social medias, but uh, Mark Zuckerberg is like actually just a Chad, right? Like. You know, he goes hard in the paint on anything and everything, right? Whether it's, you know, virtual reality. Yeah, I'm going to spend $15 billion a year on that. I don't care. Um, you know, whether it's on layoffs. Yeah, I'm going to lay off 25% of the company. And my company's going to ship fa- products faster. Um, or it's, it's you know, um, AI, right? He's like, oh, wait, like, actually, we're like probably number four in AI, right? After uh, OpenAI, um, Google, and uh, Anthropic, right? We're number four, right? And it's like... Uh, and, and, and they've always been, you know, ahead on recommendation networks, right? So, like, what do you think about this transformation of this, like, Chad monogamous guy with three children, not like, you know, not anything like Elon, like, or, or any other billionaire, right? Like, very traditional, like, buff, works out, would, would probably beat Elon in a fight. Like, what do you think about the most Chad likable billionaire? Uh. <laughs> you well, I think... Yeah, I actually have a take on this. Um, one of the things too about this is like, my God, what what a topic to start with. Um, one of the reasons I want to note this, this is not on the topic document that John made. <laughs> yeah, John had like a really nice, cute little document. Instead, we're talking about freaking Zuck being Zuck not cucking everyone. Um, so Z- Zuckerberg. Okay, so okay, let's let's do the history of Zuckerberg's un unlike unlikable. I would say probably peaked during the congressional hearing where his answers were extremely like robotic. Uh, that's like kind of always been the pushback is like um, lizard person, right? But but like fast forward, I think the thing that really made him really cool this year is um, him kind of uh, screwing over Elon, right? Because Elon was the cool billionaire. And then um, Zuck made threads, uh, really did take a chunk out of it. And then Elon just looked like a total idiot the entire time. He sued him, was like, oh, this is unfair. And then, like, Zuck memed him back, like, really hard, like, just over and over. And then he's like, okay, you want to fight? And then he's like, I'm really buff. I beat the shit out of you. I have a normal relationship with my my kids. I don't have, like, 20 weird half-children that are, like, adopted. And then all of a sudden, you, like, kind of do the math. Because, like, everyone, like, dehumanized Zuck and was like, oh, what a bad person. Or what a weird person. And then you like look at Elon, then you look at Zuck and you're like, okay, Zuck's just like a like an awkward guy, but he's like living a great life. He's like a happy dad. He cares about stuff. He's not like he's not over the top. Elon's like really scummy and weird. And you're like, wait, Zuck works pretty great. Um I will say that like his he he's got some arrogance and some in, intense investability thing doing the intense metaverse bet. In hindsight, it seems pretty still seems pretty insane. Um, you know, with the insistence on AR and VR, but at the same time, you know, he has, he is one of the few founders still running the company, right? Like Google for all the innovate, like right of the big companies, it's, it's just NVIDIA and, um, meta that are still being run by the, the found, like the founders, correct? Well, and then like Bezos is gone too. So like, that's, that's it, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Like it's like, and then you go, you you take a big step down to like Salesforce and like Netflix and like 
things like that. But it's like of the mega Omega Chads, and and hey, they, guess what? They're both buff, right? Like um, they both. Um, by the way, Netflix and uh, CRM has, I think, co co CEOs. So you can't even make that argument if that makes sense. Okay, I just did yeah. a simple. They're not even doing the work anymore. Ask. Like they're just hanging out. Yeah, they're doing some work, but like. You know, Salesforce notoriously had like um, Matthew McConaughey in board meetings and stuff. Like, it, it definitely seems like Zuck still has uh, Zuckerberg definitely still has like the focus and drive that is um, that's extremely rare among um, the CEOs. And he's like super competitive, right? Like some like the Murphy thing he did was like just, and I, I know he did it in pieces, but like the level of performance he's at for like the the age he's at, even if he's on performance enhancing drugs, is like pretty fucking impressive. So. You kind of like to see like the killer instinct in Zuck uh, if you're a shareholder. So, what, what do you think, John? John, do you think he's a Chad or a Wojak? Chad or Wojak? Tell us. Oh my god, Zuck! <laughs> I don't even know what to say about him. <clears throat> why? Why do we care about this this guy? I all I remember is that like one time they he um he lives in some place in Palo Alto and he some guy wanted to sell the house next to him for whatever reason. And then he ended up buying like all the houses around him, around himself. And I just thought that was pretty impressive. But um, I think, um, yeah, you're, I think Doug basically nailed it. Like the, the, the lowest nadir of Zuckness was during, I would probably say during the social network movie. But then after that, I think things have definitely improved. I- it's an interesting movie to look back at now. Yeah, I guess Social Network movie probably is his, like, for his reputation, but in terms of, like, him in the popular media, if that makes sense, right? Like, it, it came out, like, Social social Network movie made him definitely look like, um, like this crazy billionaire, detached, whatever. But I think the thing is, watching him during the congressional uh, hearings, like, really uh, solidified, right? Like, one's a, one's a movie, and you know it's kind of dramatic. The other is like you can see him answer it, and you're like, "Uh, what?" You know, like it's, yeah. Well, another Cambridge for, for does me. another. If Facebook does another Cambridge disaster, then I'm think we'll be we'll be shitting on Zuck once more again. I, I you know, I, yeah. I never really, I never really knew much about that stuff back then. But it was like, let a survey company run ads, or let a survey company, you know, let a company run ads. It didn't seem like a big deal when you're an advertising company. But um, that's 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 a that's a whole different topic that I'm not going to get into because I don't really follow ad tech, and and I know both of you know way more about that than I do, or politics, right? Um, my, my my turning point was the Sweet Baby Ray's video, though, right? Yeah, you love that Sweet Baby Ray's video. Okay, so maybe on a more serious topic, because Dylan <laughs> is doing his best to drive this this clown car into uh, the clown the clownville, if that makes sense. Well, no, there's there's We're, actually an ephemeral like like guide to this, right? Like we talk about yeah. this, and then we can talk about like the the big open AI like like soft bank nonsense, and 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 what what a uh, what um what the uh what what uh sorry sorry sorry. Uh, what Zuckerberg announced and had an event this week, right? Which was like, holy fuck, like meta, meta, metaverse actually makes sense, right? Yeah. Boy, how does it make yeah. sense? And then also, Dylan, you explain. Yeah. So, so, so I don't know if you've watched this event. Um, 
I've always like, I mean, like everyone agrees that like, yes, at some point in humanity, we will all wear glasses that recognize everyone. And we have AIs talking to our ears and, and we see everything. And like, when I see you, John, it's going to say our last interaction and who paid for the last bill. And of course it was you because you like are forced to pay for every bill. Um, and, and you like, will not allow other people to pay for bills. And like, you know, it'll, it'll tell you, tell me everything about you. And then it'll turn over to your, like, like, you know, your, your mutual friend that you had introduced us to once, but I forgot his name. And it's like, oh yeah, that's him. And this is what you guys talked about last time. And I could talk to you about it. Right. Like, like the whole like sci-fi thing, like sci-fi thing, like everyone knows it's going to happen. Right. Like it's going to, it's going to be like Star Trek or whatever. Right. Like Dragon Ball Z, what's his power level? Like, it's literally going to be that, but like, when is the question? Right. And it's like, Zuck, you know, this could be two decades from now. And you're just like happy to burn $15 billion a year until then. But they had an event this week, um, and and you know they they released two devices, right? Uh, they released their Quest Three, which was you know a snore, right? It's it's another VR headset, uh, whatever incremental, you know, chip spec upgrades, lights, lenses are a little bit better, uh, you know, whatever, blah blah blah, nothing nothing crazy, right? Um, you know, not not markedly market changer. The other one is again, it's actually a re-release. It's a they had a Ray Bans collaboration um, where it was glasses that had a microphone in it. A uh, camera on it and earpiece, right? And it's got a uh, fi- it's got the Qualcomm AR Gen One platform with Wi-Fi and um, Wi-Fi Seven, and you can tether to your device, your phone, and you can live stream off of it. Um, you know, it, it's a POV of what you do. It's like, well, this was like so stupid, right? It was like, wh- who wants to wear Ray Ban's glasses and live stream what they're doing, right? But then, you know, everything actually changed, and it coincided with this week with OpenAI releasing, you know, fully to the public finally the Vision multimodal GPT-4, right? Which is that you can take pictures of shit and it'll run it through the model, right? And it's like amazing, right? Like you can take a picture of a slide and be like, can you code this, right? And it's like a go, it's a UI, and it's like, yeah, okay, here you go. And it's like functional code, right? Or like, hey, like where's Waldo in this picture? And it's like, oh yeah, Waldo's right there. And it's like, oh my god. This is amazing. Like, oh, can you translate this? Or what does this mean? It's a Chinese joke, right? And it's like, oh, yes, this is what it means in English and explains it directly to you. And you can talk to ChatGPT. You can take pictures with it, right? Like, they're slowly rolling it out. And it's like, Zuck goes on stage. He's like, yeah, this is exactly what we're going to do with future llama models. And it's going to be in the Ray-Bans glasses. And right now it's only voice. But, you know, early next year, we're going to release it with vision. Um, and it's going to be constantly running. And, and you can, you know, do multimodal large language model stuff. It's like, oh, my God. This is actually a product I want now, right? Like, yeah. give me GPT-5 multimodal vision or Llama 5, you know, Llama 4 uh, multimodal vision audio, etc. It's like, wow, this is actually a product I want on my face. Yeah, I think the thing, I think it's like a Ben Thompson take was essentially uh, the metaverse needed LLMs to happen in, or, in order for this to work. Because up until now, it's been like a super manual process of like, hey, making all this stuff. But like, you know, the brute forcing of the LLMs and having the multimodal information to information, whatever form it takes, is frankly like the perfect, you know, assistant that really makes this all work. And yeah, there's gonna be problems. It's not gonna be perfect. But like, if it can improve, and if it's not super wrong all the time, which is, for the most part, it's, you know, it's human, it's human grade, right? It's like, let's say 90% accurate, it's pretty good. That's more than enough. And I think that's, a, that's like a really interesting, um, yeah, I, I don't know, but what, what do you think about that? But I really do think that in order for the form factor of metaverse stuff and like AR being really exciting, it needed it needed the LLM win uh, to pull that off. How is the battery life on that sort of thing? Is it just going to be calling the servers all the time? Oh, 
it's it's gonna be garbage. To be clear, Gen One is gonna be pretty garbage. No way it's gonna be really great. If that makes sense, right? Wait, and it tethers like, to your device, your your phone, so it's not like it's going to. It's none of the processing is really happening besides like some some basic image signal processing, and then pass it over to your phone, right? And then phones have good battery life, right? Like so, it, and and then the phone's actually passing off the LLM to the servers. Um. So so, it, it, but yeah, Gen One's garbage for sure. But you can like like Gen One iPhones sucked. So, but you can like see that the important thing is like if. And, like, this is why roadmaps exist is, like, hey, if Gen 1 is kind of jinky, but you can get, like, one wow use case it and you can ex- and you can believe and see that um, a few, a few like, years from now that, hey, okay, this is going to be able to read things and you'll be able to take notes with just your eyes and, like, all this kind of stuff. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And so I think that that's the important thing is, like, if it's, if it's like, a one-off, hey, this is cool – Mm, not so much buy-in, but if there's a roadmap and hey, we can you can see the potential and all the pieces are coming together. Like obviously, iPhone one kind of was that. Like yes, it came out of the box as a working great product, um, but but it really didn't blow up until iPhone three, right? And then and and then you know obviously the rest the rest is history. So like this is this is exciting announcements, and I really think the um, but but my question as well here is that um, do you think? in this era that the uh, the hardware becomes like more commoditized and it really is the LLMs on top of it that is creating all the value. Um, I, I think, I think that's absolutely, uh, you know, it's, it's human machine interface, right? Like, and what we're doing is we've, you know, we've sort of invented a new human machine interface, right? Like, like, yes, you know, it must have a minimum viable screen quality and a minimum viable 5G radio and minimum viable, you know, battery life. But it's like, yeah, but if you look at like a $400 Xiaomi phone versus, you know, the $1,000 Galaxy, $1,100 Galaxy S23 Ultra I have, bro, it's it's like, besides like, like people like myself, like there is no difference, right? It's both are 120 hertz screens and like everything is yeah. good. Like the specs don't matter. They're- they're right. they're a ten they're ten percent within each other and they're not a ten x improvement if that makes sense. Right, exactly. And so, like, but but in the models, right? Like, you know, there's all these people that claim, like, you know, like there's a, like there's all sorts of like nonsense going around about oh, like that model's so expensive and this model's so much cheaper and it's almost as good. And it's like, how do you define almost as good? Well, that's a really shitty definition, right? Like, yeah, an eighth grader is almost as good as a PhD of you know. Uh, computer science at at MIT or Stanford, right? Relative to a dog, right? <laughs> um, but the, the gulf is massive, right? Like, and I, I think, I think like that's the way people are sort of ignoring what, like the quality of LLMs and their usability and their interface is like, actually, it's just like the quality of the LLM is a massive, massive indicator, right? Like, like Google versus Bing, even a year ago, right? Was 99% of searches, it was just as good right? It was actually just as good. It was like 1% of searches, especially ones around like, you know, locations or like super hot things that just happened. Like, oh my God, did I feel an earthquake? And you immediately search earthquake and it's like, Google has it now, right? It's like, oh, it's a 4.6, right? Or whatever. Um, but, but Bing took an additional, you know, 45 seconds and that like those people that searched in that 45 seconds will never use Bing again, right? Because they had to go to Google, right? And it's sort of that, that stacking over four, you know, 10 years is what made Bing, you know, anyone who ever tried it, like switch back to Google immediately anyways. But it's like that level of like differentiation is why I think LLMs are, you know, are, are going to be the differentiator, right? And it's like in this age, you know, if you can make the human machine interface, right? Uh, whether it's, 
you know, Apple with the entire device and software or Google with just the software, right? And, and hey, like everyone can make a device and we'll just be the software. We'll be the, we'll be the provider for everyone. Um, you know, that's, that's like old battle, right? But what's the new battle is, hey, Meta's, Meta's going to make a real swing at this, right? You know, they're spending, you know, nearly just as much on GPUs as everyone else is, right? I mean, uh, I think they're spending more on GPUs than Amazon and Google, right? Because both of those companies are spending on their own chips, of course, but uh, they're spending almost, you know, like 30 to $40 billion and they're moving to a very GPU heavy infrastructure and they're going to spend like crazy there on LLMs, right? And then, and then like, hey, Microsoft, well, they're not really pursuing this, but guess what? OpenAI, at least the Financial Times recently, you know, this week posted, hey, there's a billion dollar, you know, thing that's happening between SoftBank yeah. and OpenAI to make a yeah, and jo- device. Yeah, and Joni Ive, yeah. Yeah, I think that this Johnny is... Johnny Ive, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is, I, I think it's really interesting. I, I I just guess the sad part, and this is like the semiconductor lover here, is like, uh, how can the hardware companies make more money? And the answer seems to be, uh, well, maybe selling the GPUs, but the software is really going to matter. Um, and, and I think that that's... Uh, I wonder, it really does seem like this next step is going to be who has the best LLM and the best distribution. Um, And if you can do pretty good job at both, you win. That makes sense, right? Like probably Apple has the best distribution, but frankly, the LLM model is super behind there. Google has like all right distribution. Um, They have a really good LLM. Uh, Microsoft has like a very weird but decent distribution. And so it's like, it's a race to figure out who is the best distribution into. And like my favorite part of here is uh, Amazon. Where's the distribution here? Um, Not, you know. Microsoft definitely has distribution with enterprise and they have distribution with like PC. But as far as like where does AI make the most sense, it is like an LLM, like a multimodal LLM. It is a device where you're not constantly looking at the screen and constantly interacting with it, yeah. right? Because it is a new human machine interface. Um, yeah, well, that's and the so idea there, the, Microsoft has nothing, things, right? right? Yeah, like they're they're trying to build some sort of new way to for the LLM to interact with people, and maybe I don't know what this OpenAI hardware. I've read about it too, and it's just interesting to hear this meta, like meta, spending money on trying to build this new way to interact with this uh with this llm that skips the browser skips skips the pc itself um that's kind of skips this phone so that would be yeah kind of a new way to control yeah. the customer right yeah a new paradigm of compute man I'm really excited about it, but we'll see. I actually also wanted to kind of pair, uh, pair or like segue this to Amazon Anthropic because I have um, in this conversation, you know who we are not talking about? We are not talking about Amazon at all because Amazon's distribution into the customer is mostly uh, in the e-commerce way, but not in actually any kind of physical device that touches there or frankly, even a software with high interaction that they use on a day-to-day basis other than almost um, a dumb way, right? And then they have AWS, which is, you know, all the developers use. So um they kind of seem like they are in which is really funny because amazon definitely won the crap out of the last battle and there's kind of like a sick and funny way that uh the last winners end up being the next losers um i i just love how history kind of has that way of you know humbling companies but then my, my question is what do you think of the anthropic deal because i thought that that was really defensive right anthropic is probably the the second largest AI first, let's say, LLM, you know, developer crew. And Amazon is obviously the biggest, you know, biggest cloud provider. But in this race, as you've done a great job of mentioning, Dylan, they've just been kind of nowhere. So it feels like um, 
you know, the last two are, are, you know, like it's closing time at the bar and the last two people are like, let's shack up. And, <laughs> you, right? know, you know, my favorite part is I, I, I'm, I'm going to put something out. It might, it's probably going to be this weekend. I don't know when we're putting this podcast out. Um, but in, in there, I'm not joking. My, my literally my second sentence is if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or just let it slip? And that's, you know, the M&M, of course, right? And then, and then you, you just said it's closing time, time to, you know, the, <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're referencing songs because that's, yeah. that's the only way to like, like talk about this apparently. Um, yeah. But, but I, I mean, yeah, like obviously Amazon has been, you know, garbage at AI um you know they they rely on their customers and providing them infrastructure but then like their infrastructure was so optimized around you know their own, their cpu instances their storage with nitro and and all of this and it's like well you know nvidia's like well if i have a limited allocation of gpus do i want to sell you a gpu amazon or do i want to sell microsoft a gpu and a nick and an infiniband switch or do i want to sell coreweave a gpu uh, a nick an infiniband switch right like wh- which which one do yeah. i want to do uh uh-huh. yeah very clear <laughs> And also, I think part of it, too, is that Amazon, um, you know, people hated to, like, work with them. But, like, AWS was trying to be Switzerland as hard as they could be, if that makes sense. Where it's like, hey, we provide you compute, and you figure out what to do with the compute. And we're going to try to lower the compute because we're Amazon. Welcome to Amazon Basics Cloud, right? Like, that's what EC, that's what, like, the moving from Intel to Graviton was. And they're like, well, we're going to Amazon Basics uh, GPU. But, like, the Amazon Basic here is like, no, you really need a, you you cannot buy off-brand because off-brand just doesn't work. So this is like kind of where this problem is. And by insisting on having a private label GPU, we'll just call it that, um, NVIDIA is like, screw you. Why do we need to work with you? We, we're the best and you're not going to, you're not willing to buy our, our, our on-label stuff. So we're just going to, we're just going to give you nothing and you can figure out how to, you know, you can figure out how to make an LLM without the, the on-brand stuff, but good freaking luck. And so I think there's like that historical relationship of AWS because AWS for the longest time tried its damn best to be as neutral as possible because everyone hated using their products because they're like, look, we're competing with you in, in inadvertently. They competed with everyone. Um, and they're like, well, how are we going to put your stuff on there is like, no, AWS is different. You know, it's just compute and stuff like that. So I think there's kind of like, um, I think it's like a cultural thing, right? Like AWS had had such a North Star of what to optimize around being a relatively neutral compute, maybe sell some services, but realistically, everyone is mostly buying raw compute there um, and being, you know, agnostic as well as trying to, you know, like, and this may be where is where like the Amazon retail kind of like crosses over lowest cost, lowest cost, lowest cost, right? But by focusing on the lowest cost, they kind of complete like they completely thought that they can make a you know a twenty percent cheaper product for something that actually ended up being like oh no performance matters because performance matters in LLMs more than anything else and that's like that's my pet theory. I would love to hear your takes on that. Like that's that's what I thought has happened. Yes, I mean you know in in March I wrote about the cloud crisis and like how they're getting stiffed on allocations because of all of this and and um you know Nvidia is. is spinning up these clouds, right? The Core Weave investment and the, the Lambda Labs investment and the applied digital stuff, the Oracle stuff, right? Like they're just spinning up these people that are like, well, hey, by the way, I mean, GPU servers are basically bare metal instances anyway. So why the heck do I want to pay Amazon for all their fancy stuff? Um, and the cost of like, hey, yeah, even if my database is in Amazon, like the cost to send all the data for training this LLM is tiny relative to the compute cost. So who cares about that, right? Egress costs aren't a moat whereas they were in traditional computing. So it's like, you know, there's no reason that you train in the same cloud as, as where your data is, or even inference, 
right? Because the cost of compute is so much higher. Um, and then you have, you know, Amazon's internal models, right, are just complete garbage, right? Like they've reorged the team uh, to Alexa and, and all their other AI teams are kind of unified. And and Titan, uh, the Titan model, which was their LLM, has just been a failure uh, from according to people there. Um, and, uh, you know, their code whisperer, which they have released, is like, I mean, like, first of all, uh, GitHub Copilot is not using like, OpenAI's good models, let alone, uh, you know, like it's not even using GPT 3.5 turbo as far as I know, um, let alone four and, 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 and code whisperer is still worse than that. Right. Like it's like, like Microsoft is kind of mailing in GitHub copilot relatively, um, versus, versus like what they're doing on using GPT four. Sorry. Copilot X, like copilot X uses GPT four. What is copilot X? Sorry. The, the one that they're putting out on, uh, like the newest version, yeah, enterprise one or. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think they're going to use a mixture of all their various models, in, including uh, some internally like, like smaller models that are fine tuned on the outputs of the big models, as well as three point five turbos, for, as well as for uh, just text for longer sequence length, uh, context window no. sequence length, right? For with no. multimodal, they're going to have to use many models and try and optimize the cost, but also optimize the experience, right? Like it's, it's not easy. It was announced in March, so this has been a while, and honestly, at least like okay, so I don't know about you. But I've never talked to a developer who actually uses GitHub Copilot. I, I've what, talked really? to some, but most of them just prefer to like just go to you know get, you know G- either Chat use GPT four or their company's wrapper of GPT four. Yeah, yeah. The, the best the best way to get it is just a raw API wrapper of GPT four. But if you can't, Chat GPT has been like a pretty good proxy for it. And like my understanding is the difference is meaningful. Yeah, people don't really use GitHub Copilot, which is kind of like really funny to me because. Um, hey, GitHub in theory is like the perfect freaking, you know, it's the perfect product, the perfect distribution, the perfect training set of data. But yeah, we're, we're going to see. I'm, I'm pretty interested. I'm sure they have some kind of like much more well thought out product that's coming along with the Windows Copilot that, that's coming down the line. Um, yeah, just the, also, the, the model that's used in GitHub Copilot is just garbage right now. That's all. And then yeah. the Code Whisperer one at Amazon's worse is what was my point. Yeah. That brings us back to like this deal, right? Which is like, Anthropic is, you know, as far as models that you can use today is the second best model, right? Claude 2 is better than Palm, in my opinion. I've kind of, you know, just like my my own playing with both. Um, and, and some of the benchmarks yeah. kind of agree, although some of the benchmarks show that Palm is a little bit better. But the benchmarks are garbage anyways. I think everyone would agree GPT-4 is by far the best. Um, yes. And then it's like, it's like Palm and, and then there's a big gap and then there's uh, Palm and Claude um, 2. And then there's a, a Palm 2 and Claude 2. And then there's a big gap and there's Llama. And then there's a big gap and there's everything else, right? Um, yeah. And so, like, Amazon needed to be able to offer, you know, a foundation model, right? That's the other thing is, like, you know, people keep, like, rushing to, like, optimize the cost of inference. You know, we we invent this, like, so civilization redefining technology and then immediately we try and scale it down instead of, like, well, no, let's just, let's scale it up and let's use the big scaled up thing and we'll figure out the cost structure later, right? Like, which is how Amazon's, I think, how Microsoft is approaching this, right? Which is like, yeah, fuck it. Like, we'll just, we'll just spend the money and then, you know, we'll figure out how to monetize it. Um, you know, if we lose, if we lose money for a generation, like for, for two years until the new hardware comes out, I think, you know, not maybe lose money, but have like really low margins for it. I think Microsoft will stomach that. Um, I don't think like, you know, like, like, I think like all these people are talking about like, yeah, Llama 13 billion in the cloud. It's like, no, buddy. No, it's already so cheap to do seventy billion or or GPT four, right? So why are you why are you trying to cost optimize something uh, so 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 hard when so much better is coming? But yeah, I mean Amazon is Amazon is getting access to good models. 
Um, Anthropic is getting a shitload of compute. Um, and, and that's sort of the, the, the gist of it, right? Is, and so, I think it's a win-win, but there's, there's a lot more spicy takes to have, which is like, did Amazon get screwed or did Anthropic get screwed? And I think there's a, a legitimate argument of both. Yeah, I, I do think it's like two drunks at the bar. They, they need to, like, they're looking at each other like, hey, this is the best pair. Uh, I it's closing to- time. Yeah. <laughs> I, have this, I have this question. I have this question, actually, um, because this is, I, I intuitively agree with you that, like, the way forward is making a ginormous model, then figure out how to, like, cost optimize it maybe backwards, right? Like, essentially, GPT-3 or 3.5 and then, like, doing the turbo, right? And then, like, hey, four, figure out how to just, you know, call a portion of the model. And then, like, let's say five, they do some kind of, um, like, kind of like this, like, TikTok. And then I think the weird part about, like, the, the, the people who really want to do, like, the edge inference with the super small models, I feel like they're doing it backwards, right? They're like, well, we'll start small and we'll scale bigger. It just doesn't make any sense. Is that... That's kind of how I've thought about it intuitively. And- yeah, I mean, I, I certainly agree that there is a, a use case for edge models. Um, and I agree there's a use case for massive models that you then like try and figure out to cost optimize. I don't think there's a use case for like llama 30 billion, right? Which is not possible to run on the edge. And it's not possible to, um, you know, it's not it's not anywhere near as good as like a bigger model, right? And then the cost of inference is not really like that big of a differentiator, right? What is what is one one hundredth of a cent for a 750 words of near human level intelligence to uh what is what is one fifth one one uh uh 20th of a cent right like you know for closer to human level intelligence or perhaps beyond it in certain areas right like it's like i think the use case is far more important right like and like like open has the right strategy which is like hey we did three 3.5 and then we did 3.5 turbo okay we did four and now they're working on 4.5 turbo and then they're going to do five and then presumably five turbo right like they're going to keep stair-stepping uh, the TikTok, as you mentioned, right? So I think that's the right attitude to have in the cloud for sure. Yeah, that, that's what I think too. Honestly, it seems like a stuck in the middle concept, right? Um, and I'm super bearish on that. Um, okay, so I think we talked about this, the Anthropic Amazon. Uh, do you want to hit one more topic before we go? Do you want? I, I'm actually really curious about the Rock, uh, the, the Lamini AI, the Rock M kind of product. I, uh, I, I heard you recently just talked to these folks Um could you give me the tea on what's going sure, on? Sure, sure. So, uh, a bit of background, right? Lamini is a um, it's a company who was founded maybe a year and a half ago, so a bit a bit before ChatGPT, right? So they're but they were specifically working on LLMs uh, that are not um, that use customer data, right? Um, and the customers get to fine tune them and so on and so forth. But they started from day one working on AMD hardware. Um, which is really interesting, right? Um, you know, the founders are pretty cool. Um, they've worked at some interesting places, right? Uh, you know, all, you know, major firms. Um, but the the um, the interesting, you know, the funny thing is like they kind of burst onto the scene. I'd never heard of them, right? But you know, they burst onto the scene uh, with you know this this video that was just hilarious, right? Which is the CEO. She um she was like. Pulling, she like went to her grill and she was imitating Jensen and she pulled a bunch of AMD GPUs out of the grill, like, you know, the Jensen oven, but like memeing, right? Like, and then like she talked, you know, then they talked about what they actually did, which is like, hey, we help companies fine tune and train models on AMD hardware, uh, sort of on premises, but we're also cloud agnostic as long as, but like the point is we're sort of married to AMD GPUs. Um, and so, you know, I talked to them. Um, we, we had a good discussion. They seem like impressive folks, but, you know, until we get performance numbers, right, what's the throughput? Uh, you know, yes, you're using AMD, but what's your throughput like? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Right. And so they're going to release a technical blog next week and that'll be fun. 
uh, to see next week or a couple weeks from now. And, and we'll, I'm, I'm excited, right? Like if it works and like, obviously they're, they're like super pumped about MI 300 and like, you know, like there's no AMD GPUs really available in the cloud today. Uh, but you know, next generation there, uh, you know, there's rumors that there's going to be, uh, you know, AMD GPUs in a couple clouds. So, um, you know, it'll be exciting to see, you know, if, if they can sort of be the enabler of that, right? And Mosaic ML, who's now, now owned by Databricks, has done, you know, sort of similar. They showed you can train a large language model on AMD GPUs, right? And so, like, you know, little by little, these little companies are, like, showing, like, hey, it's possible, guys. And it's, like, all it's going to take is, like, you know, AMD to have the right mix of, like, our hardware is better uh, or, or at least better for the price, um, but better, right? It's probably just better and a little bit cheaper, right? Uh, is what MI300 is probably most likely in terms of, you know, AMD just cutting their margins down. Um, and, 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 and like somebody saying, well, hey, yeah, this isn't that much harder to use, right? And if Anthropic is twiddling their thumbs, like, you know, like a, like this, like a schizophrenic looking for, you know, compute, like, oh, Google, yes, yes, TPUs. And it's like, Amazon, Tranium, yes, yes, uh, anything, anything, right? Like, you know, I, I don't mean to disparage them like that, right? Like, they're, yeah, they're no, no, they're, good, they're, they're like, really good companies. Like, they're, to be clear, the, th- the reason why, like, we, we, we kind of like shit on them, call their mar- models garbage and all this stuff. And, and you know, it's, it's fun to say, but part of the reason why is because um, it's such a big and hard problem, right? Um, it, it's a hard problem that is so large that only a true, truly only a few companies are able to address it. So it's not just, uh, it's not just the lacking execution, but rather just like the magnitude of the size of the problem. Um, I also wanted to highlight that the CTO uh uh greg diamos or whatever uh actually was like one of the first early architects of, of cuda at nvidia so like it's kind of it, that that to me is probably like the part that's most exciting is like yeah yeah perf. i mean he, fa- he co-founded ml perf uh he was he was at uh baidu when they uncovered the scaling laws for llms like you know he's pretty he's a very impressive guy yeah yeah so we'll we'll see until until we have until we have benchmarks um we'll, we'll see uh any Anything else you guys want to cover? I think we're having a shorter episode this week. No, I'm good. John, you never told us. Is 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 Zuckerberg Chad or Wojak? I already expressed my deep love for, for Zuckerberg being Chad. I'm worried that he Chad. doesn't, he, do, he doesn't, he doesn't have I'm not that old, guys. I'm not that old. I just don't know. Man. He's a Chad, man. He founded a... <laughs> I'm not going to have him beat my ass. I think it's fine. Yeah, if he could beat the shit out of you, that's probably Chad, if you ask me. So, Yeah, that's my criteria there. All right, thanks, everyone. <laughs> it's a good criteria. Yeah, it's well, closing time. Oh, time. my God. <laughs> well, you last time we, we ended with the, uh, the Star Spangled Banner, right? And this time it's closing time, right? So there we okay, go. Yeah, it's a closing time. Yeah, this is the end. This is, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, this is the end of this uh, episode, I think. Um, maybe next week we'll have a longer one. But I think uh, we covered most of the interesting topics this week that happened in semiconductors. Um, any other final thoughts? Uh, happy that you listened all the way through if you made it this far. So uh, we're going to definitely out, be Check way out more John's consistent. YouTube channel. Check out Doug's uh, uh, fabricatedknowledge.com. Check out semianalysis.com. And uh, yeah, peace, guys. Okay. Okay, a double a double um, promotion. Not only John's YouTube channel, but his Patreon. And Ooh, you should yes, also yes. you should also DM him and annoy him and tell him to make higher levels of Patreon. That's yes. something that the world needs to have. So yeah, yes, um, John John definitely seriously needs to go full time YouTube. Yeah, okay. and if he won't promote it, we will promote it. We're going oh, to God. meme him into full time. Yeah, this is welcome to John's hype squad. 
podcast. So um, anyways, guys, until next time, thanks for listening.